out of breath in the race of life And I won't look you in the eyes So I seem dandy, I seem fine Suffocating here inside Breathe in, breathe out For God, that sound I breathe in, breathe out I give oxygen a try Breathe the air where God resides And I don't trust you like I'd like at these rocky mountain heights Breathe in, breathe out For God, that sound Breathe in, breathe out Breathe in, breathe out Spanish for a reason. Oh. Sorry. I was like, run who? <laughs> whatever. Whatever. No, whenever we start saying run, like I say that because like we'll do that with my nieces and nephew. Like those will start saying like run, 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 and then my sister will start saying it in Spanish, and they'll go either they'll try to go faster. Oh. Like they'll be running a full board, and then she'll start saying that. They'll just like start pumping their arms harder. Oh, that's so cute. So. <laughs> Sorry, but Floyd, I don't know Spanish. Oh. Sorry, I probably totally butchered that pronunciation of it. That's okay. But that's okay. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see that. That is really funny, and, and then it's horrible. even sadder that my sister and I could catch up to them by just doing some power walking. They're little. They I know. No. Legs. No, I know. It's just like like I think it's like, like kind of devastating for them because they think they're like lightning oh, bolts. Oh yes. I mean, as a child, when you are running, like, full out, like, that you are, like, the fastest thing in the world. Yeah, you time. are. And then someone passes you, like... Not even trying. Some grandma passes you in her walker, and you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, you get those ball walkers pass you, you're like, no. Yeah, yeah. It's a devastating blow to your... To your... To your... To your as a child. Yeah, to your fragile, fragile self-esteem. It really is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do this, then. Okay, yeah. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeff. I'm Rachel. And this is... Grandma, tell me a scary story. No pause on that. What? No. Okay. I do things correctly. Okay, I do things for dramatic effect. Yeah, sort I of. say things... I just pronounce things wrong. It's fine. Sort of. Okay. Well. Right. And we're back. Here we are. We are back with our... Our spring, our break, spring break series. Series. Thing. To an extent. Yeah. Yep. We're doing yep. great on that. We are. Uh, last week we covered wonderful places to visit that were spooky. Oh yes, some road trip ideas or some vacation-y ideas um, for those of you who prefer to go to, I don't know. For those of you who prefer just to have fun road trips for spring break. Right, non-traditional yeah. spring breaks. Yep. Um, today we're going to talk about fun beach places. Yes, sort of. It's beach-themed. Beach it is beach-themed. Let me see. I don't know what you're doing. Well, it's saying there's an update. Um, don't update. We're recording. I'm going to schedule it. It's scheduled for 1224 tomorrow. Perfect. Fine. Perfect. I'm not going to be awake at 1224 in the morning, but... Oh, a.m. Yeah. Okay. No, p.m. would definitely be up. Okay. Yeah. All well, right. I don't know. So, um, I don't know who wants to go first here. Uh, I went first last time. So. Okay, I'll go first this time. It's fair. No, wait, no. That, I mean, you yes. did if we're not including our holiday special. Which, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that, check it out. Right. Okay, yeah. so do you want to go first again then? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Alright, okay. so the beach I chose um, is for people who are maybe able to afford an international spring break. Ooh, spring break international. Or, you know, if you live in Australia. Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about the Wanda Beach Murders. Ooh. Yes. 
That sounds like fun. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, it's a. I didn't. I had neither. Um, I just typed into Google when I was trying to find stuff. I just typed like beach murder, and this one came up. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so January eleventh, nineteen sixty-five, two teenagers. Um, a girl named a girl. I'm just using their last names. So we've got a girl named Schmidt and a girl named Sherrick were savagely killed and left on a beautiful the beautiful sandy shores of Wanda Beach. Oh. Yes. This beach is located near Cronulla in Sydney, Australia. The victims were best friends and neighbors in a suburb in West Ride. Okay. Uh, their bodies were partially buried until their discovery next day. The next day. Oh, so they weren't buried very well. I mean, moderately well. They didn't found the same day. Well, I know. Okay. Um, and, uh, not even a year later, the police had interviewed 7,000 peoples with... 7,000? Yes. With no idea how it happened. Oh. Like, they had no clues on who did it. So were they just, like, picking people at random at this point? And be like, you, you could have been there. You could have done this. Uh, no. Um, they just couldn't, like, like, I, I, I think what they were doing is obviously they interviewed, like, uh, he's at the door. Yeah, I know. Okay. So they, um, they did it. What they did is they just like interviewed, obviously interviewed the family to see if they knew anybody that might've done it. Right. They interviewed people that went to the beach around that time, I think. Um, but there was nothing concrete that came up in the 7,000 people. Like that's, that's the crazy insanity. thing to me. Yeah. Um, that just almost makes me think like either this person just was not from there. Yeah, it was like a drifter or something. A drifter, and they were long gone. Yeah. They left, yeah. which should have been suspicious, and you should have questioned them. Yeah. Or they did not question them correctly. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but one of the Schmidt, um, she went, she she moved to Melbourne, Australia with her family uh, in 1958. They left West Germany. Oh. Um, and eventually their family, after moving around for a little bit, settled in the West Ride suburb. Uh, Sherrick was Schmidt's next door neighbor, and she lived with her grandparents. There wasn't really any reason given as to why okay. she lived with them versus her parents, but she did. There's a lot of reasons that could be. Yeah. Um, so the girls visited the beach on January 1st, 1965, so like, 10 days before their murder like that i think that was just one of their things that they did is they would go to the beach because it was nearby and right it was just that's nice yeah um as told by their diary entries which just chronicled their personal lives personal lives of a teenage girl so yeah yeah good stuff in there i'm sure yeah um and then the next day schmidt and her siblings so january 2nd so like they went to like so they went to the beach like every day um, the next day, Schmidt and her siblings visited the beach to distract themselves from their mother being hospitalized. Um, she was, I think she had like, I can't remember what, I think she had like cancer or something like that. I didn't write it down in my notes. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, cancer sucks. So, and then January 11th, the two girls visited the beach with um, Schmidt's siblings. Um, but the beach was closed to the general public due to inclement weather. So I don't, I don't think that means it was raining. I just think it means it was like cold. It was colder than allowable or windier than it was allowed. I don't mm -hmm. know the reasons the beach closes. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. Um, I don't know about necessarily in Australia, but like you can have um, rip, bad rip tides, just bad w weather coming in. Yeah. You can have like red tide issues, which is you know that whole yeah. nasty thing. Um, you can have shark sightings. There could have been. Well, they, the sighted here was inclement weather, so I don't know that it would have been like shark sightings. But oh, inclement weather. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I just think to me that just means it was either too cold or, like you said, there were like riptides coming in. So Rip it wasn't. Riptides, probably a storm coming in, which can affect, you know, like. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Yeah. So they, they were, because they were able to go. They spent like all day there. They had a picnic and everything. Yeah. Um. So I just think like the beach itself wasn't like safe for the general public, but if you were going to try to swim or whatever. Right. Um. So after lunch, the uh, after they had their picnic, the girls kind of left to go gather the bags and head home because you know after lunch they they took a nice long walk. They left their bags somewhere, so they're gonna mm -hmm. go get those bags and everything. Come back and they're gonna go to their cars and head home. Um, okay. 
what I find weird is that the the groups with all of her siblings right stayed there until the evening when they just left. Like they didn't like think, oh, where's our sister and this other person? They just they just left. Right, that is weird. And I don't know if maybe that just is because they thought, hey, you know, they probably left without us or they ran into somebody they knew and forgot about us. Let's just. Yeah. It's weird to me. I don't... Is, I mean, that, I think that's kind of weird, too, though, because, like, I would never have, like... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but then again, this was back in the 50s where... Right, I mean, It was okay. different. So, yeah. Um, at 8.30 p.m., the two girls were reported missing by Sheriff's grandma. And the following morning, a father and... Not a father, an uncle. I don't know why I put father in my notes, but... An uncle was on the beach with his three nephews when they found the bodies during their morning walk. Um, their faces were all scratched up from being dragged over 100 feet to their resting place. Oh, so they were killed and then moved. Um, police suspect that Sherrick was fleeing to get help while Schmidt lay dying from her wounds. Sherrick was then subsequently caught, incapacitated, and dragged to her friends. No murder weapon was actually recovered. Um, police did find a bloodstained knife, but they couldn't tie it to the murder. Oh. So, there, so there's just a random bloodstained knife hanging out in beaches. Well, I mean, that is the thing about the beach, though. Like, you know, especially when you're oceanside beaches, like... Water washes all kinds of insane things up. That's like, true. That's true. I have a 100-pound lap dog. Yes, you do. Big dogs don't understand they Stop. have little dogs Stop. for some reason. You don't need to be a recorder. You're not a podcaster, fully. Um, Sherrick's skull was fractured, and she was stabbed 14 times. And Schmidt's throat was slashed, and she was stabbed six times. So these are pretty... Jeez, those are, that's brutal. Yeah, these are brutal. Yeah. Like, where were they stabbed, did you say? Uh, like, all over? Just all it, like, over. Not it did, centralized? It wasn't centralized. It was just all over. The only centralized things were, like, Sheriff's skull got getting fractured, probably right. from... Right. So were they stabbed, like, in the front or the back? Like, it didn't from, say. Okay. Um, I would assume That's it was... Interesting. Because, well, I mean, like, you know, obviously, typically, if you're stabbing someone, like, in the chest and, like, stomach area, like, yeah. the, you know, the top half of your body, like, in the front, like, it's more personal. Yeah. Normally. Um, or that's what they... Yeah, like, no, but, uh, yeah. Typically, that's, yeah, it's something so that you knew and trusted because you weren't, like, trying well, to get away from them. Not just that, but, like, it's more personal because... They're like, seeing... someone you know because you, like, you have something that you, like, you want to watch them die, basically. Like, yeah. you are so angry at them or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's personal to you, not to them, but, like... Yeah. Um... That's interesting. There was evidence of sexual assault on both the girls. So... It could have been, you know, a jilted boyfriend or whatever, or even, some weirdo. I said it probably it could have even been like my opinion, like because like I said, personal. It's only personal to you. It may not be personal to your victim. Yeah. Like it could have been some weird stalker or something right, that yeah. like decided, oh no, you you you, you spurned me for some un you you, you uh, performed yeah. some unknown slight to me. So I'm exactly. Gonna... So now I need to murder you because yeah. clearly you're not worthy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Schmidt's brother saw photos of the bodies and stated that it looked like his sister was stabbed 25 to 30 times, and that due to the severity of the slash from her throat, it was almost like some, they were trying to decapitate her. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. Um, so the police, uh, the police's first kind of lead that they had was a younger sibling of... Schmidt claimed to have seen a teenage boy on the beach hunting crabs with a homemade spear gun, mm -hmm. a fishing knife, or both. So he basically saw a random dude with what appeared to be a right. weapon that could have done this. And then another witness claimed that the two girls were walking at a very brisk pace and one appeared to look behind her as if they were being followed. Mm -hmm. um, but once again, those didn't really lead to any... Substantial right. leads or breaks in the case. Yeah, there was a ten thousand dollar reward that was issued, which was then raised to twenty thousand dollars. Wow. 
And this was all still back, like, in the late 50s, early 60s. Right, right? now, I mean, that's still, like, a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money now, like, back... That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, the case quickly grew cold, grew cold um, until about 2000, when um, they were able to... They, I don't know if they, like, were like, hey, with New Reese technology, let's see if we can crack a cold case, and they grabbed this one. Uh, but they found a DNA sample on one of the um, girls' underwear, which gave them a small glimmer of hope, but they didn't tie it to a match to anybody in their system or anything like that. So they couldn't yeah. break it to anything. Um, and to date, the murders remain unsolved. Dang. Yeah. Um, there were three suspects that they tried to get in on it, but they couldn't make that stick. There was one person who did have a history of, you know, domestic violence, sexual assault, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think, if I remember right, I think he had an alibi that was that was confirmed. Another person had a kind of a similar thing, um, but he was like incarcerated at the time. And then a third person, um, they brought him for questioning, but released because they couldn't find any concrete evidence. He then fled the country and has subsequently died. So they couldn't like when they got that DNA sample, they couldn't be like, "Hey, we need you to come back in so we can see." Right. So. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That is the Wanda Beach murders in a nutshell. Nice. So, yeah. I guess beaches don't safe either. Is anywhere safe from crazy stabber people? Stabby people? No. Can't go to the woods. You can't go to the beach. You can't go to your house. Nope. Nowhere safe. Nowhere safe. Maybe the moon. Has anyone been stabbed on the moon yet? Um, I don't know. We'd have to ask the three people that, have, that we know have been there. Maybe potentially, there potentially, maybe there was. Maybe, maybe. So I don't want to. St- I don't want you to share my my fame. Just sorry. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the like I said, that's the one of the beach murders in a nutshell. Um, I do kind of. I I hate to say I kind of wish it was that like that this was a closed case because I feel like there'd have been a, more information and more fun stuff. But, not really fun stuff, but no, I just I don't like open cold cases. Yeah, I really don't like cold cases. They really bother me because the longer it goes, the less likely you're ever gonna be able to solve it. Just because. Yeah, I mean DNA like DNA samples get corrupted. Like if they had the technology, you know, twenty years ago, they might have been able to get a Something match. It might have just been good. got degraded to a point where it couldn't. Yeah, no, I just I find them so frustrating. They're fascinating. They're, yeah, this one was really fascinating, but it's it's it is frustrating because I, I like I like a conclusion. I like a conclusion. I do too. So, um, but yeah, that's all I got for that. So I think with that, we'll take a quick um, commercial break. Yes, quick commercial break. Get to uh, your topic. And stuff. <laughs> He's trying to jump up on me. That's how far we've come. He's trying to jump up on me now, Rachel. Yeah. I don't know why he's so needy today. I mean, has has his other friend been here? No. That's why. He's feeling neglected. He is. I know. I mean, when he's coming to me, so he doesn't historically care for his other friend. Because I distract him. He's feeling neglected too, but I'm not jumping on people. (laughs) That would just be rude. Yeah. No, oh shit, who's calling me? Oh, hold on one second. Oh, okay, I guess. I'm broke. Dude, dude, dude. Are we back? Yes, we're back. Alrighty then. So many breaks today. Sorry. People keep calling me, like, I don't know what you want me to do about it. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> I literally just got a text. Are you surviving the um, apocalypse? Who was that from? A friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> nah, I'm dead. Sorry. Fair. Actually, it's one of the ones that plays D&D and never invites me. 
Oh, it's that one. It lives in Virginia, though, so like probably. That's kind of acceptable. Yeah, it's acceptable, I suppose. I mean, more acceptable than, you know, your boyfriend or yeah, your best friend. I'm not talking about him right now, or you. Wow. No, no, you're fine. No. So far. So far. At least you showed up today. It's true. One perk about me, I will show up. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, so Our, we're back to the beaches. We're, we're back to beaches. Woo! Back to the beaches. Why does that always make me think of the Sneeches? With stars on... You know Sneeches? Sneeches on beaches and nope. stars on their bellies and... Nope. Trails like an allegory for... Something. Anyway. Nope, do not at all. Someone else... Dr. Seuss, you get at me, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to talk about The Lady of the Dunes. Oh. Which is a, also an unsolved Mur- cold case murder <laughs> mystery. Hey. Yours one sounds so much better than the Wanda Beach murders. Uh, like, that's just my own subject for today, but. No, like, yours is actually pretty interesting. This one is also pretty interesting. I feel like everybody's probably already heard of this one, but, like, I don't think I have, honestly. No? Okay. I mean, we'll see. Well, so part of that, and I will get back to that, is, like, it kind of, like, part of this, there was a theory about it that kind of went viral a little while ago. I don't remember exactly when, uh, because of its possible connection to a movie. So, anyway. Okay. Um, so let's set the scene here a little bit. Okay. On July 26th of 1974. Ooh, somewhere um, somewhere a teenage girl who was walking her dog discovered the badly decomposed corpse of a young woman in the dunes of Provincetown, which is a coastal resort community on Cape Cod. Oh. Um, so the lady in the dunes, uh, she was discovered, like I said, naked and decaying. Her head was almost decapitated. Ooh. Both wrists, or like her hands had been cut off. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's fun. Um, and by the time she was discovered dead in July, um, no, sorry, like, I don't know what I'm saying. She was discovered, like I said, um, near a, like, they said, like, a cluster of trees on Race Point Beach in Provincetown, um, but no, yeah, so her hands were cut off, um, and she was discovered lying face down on a green beach towel, mm-hmm. like, she'd been, clearly been posed, um, she had a blue bandana tucked beneath her head. Sorry, like, someone keeps texting me, and it keeps covering up my notes. <laughs> Which is rude. Stop texting me while I'm trying to talk. Okay. Yeah, people. Anyway, Blue Bandana had been tucked underneath her head, um, which had been bashed in, along with, like, nearly being decapitated. Uh-huh. Um, and she had a pair of regular blue jeans that were, like, folded up like a pillow under her head as well. Where her hands should have been were just piles of, like, pine needles. Hmm. So, like, I don't know if they mean just, like, but I assume, I mean, like, someone had actually kind of, like, you know, you know, kind of, like, piled up some pine, loose pine yeah. needles, like, kind of pushed them all together, um, which is really creepy. Yeah. Actually. Uh, and then her body was left um, just a few dozen feet from, like, the sand roads, like, where people were typically, like, walking. Like, it's, like, the trails. Mm-hmm. She was left just, like, off the trail. Um, and the area was, like, really bloody and everything, but, authority, like, authorities suspected that she'd actually been there, um, been s- killed somewhere else, and then, like, you know, dragged and then, posed there, yeah. um, either, like, days, if not weeks earlier than that. That's impressive to me that it was that long if she was just off the trail. Right, so, like, she was, so, that's, I'm not sure, and I don't think they really know either, um, like, either she was killed and kept somewhere else. And then posed and then, there. Right, but because it was a pretty bloody scene, so it would make more sense that she, But, like, they still think she was killed somewhere and then kind of, like... Right, well... Besides, I don't know. I mean, it's I mean if she was killed somewhere site. and then, yeah, dragged there... I, I think it's weird to me is that either the person, like, kept the blood... Well, I don't know if they actually mean... Like, so they said bloody, but I don't know that there's actually, like... Oh, like, it's not like it was actually blood. It was yeah, just, like, not a, like... It was grisly. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was grisly. Yeah, like, I was just reading... Like, because I called them, like, they're, like, bloody. And see, I'm like, hmm. Okay. Not if she was killed somewhere else. But, like, yeah, I think that's I mean, what they mean. It's just, like, it was a very, like... It was very grisly. Yeah. Okay. I think that's probably a better term for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure she was moved there after, and she was definitely posed. So, right where she was laying, it was not exactly where she was killed. Cause, or if it was, then, I don't know. What if, if, if it was, then there'd be so much evidence. Right, because, like, 
Yeah, there'd be more to it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so like I said, after examining, after her body had been examined, um, the they determined that she was killed by a blow to the head that that it crushed her skull. And like I mentioned, she was nearly decapitated, um, which is pros- possibly a result of strangulation. They're not positive. Um, and like I said, her hands had been cut off, which made it pretty impossible for law enforcement to get her fingerprints, obviously, because she had no hands, so no fingerprints. Um, and then they also concluded that she was probably between the ages of 25 and 30, and she was 5 foot 8. Okay. So... Right, they're like otherwise we got nothing to go. I mean, yeah, we she's got we, no wallet, no identifying yeah, anything. No, yeah, um, yeah, because I guess he pulled. Did they pull out her teeth? Um, did I say that? I feel like they they did, but I thought maybe I don't know. We'll keep going. Okay. Um, this is also well, yeah. Okay. So um, the first like once a suspect. Um, like, a big suspect was James Whitey Bulger. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before or not. I have. I assumed you had, but, um, yeah. Very big mobster. Yes, very big mobster. Um, they, they made spe- a movie about him. Yeah. So, like, it was speculated that she might have been killed by him, uh, because in addition to, like, cutting off her hands... Oh, yeah, someone had removed several of her teeth. That's yeah. right. Okay, like, I thought that, like, when you said that, I was yeah. like... Yeah, that sounds... I think so. I don't know why I didn't write that down up there. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I forgot that part, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's like because some of her teeth have been removed, and Bulger, as you mentioned, was a well-known mobster, um, and he was like involved with uh, organized crime in Boston at the time. So clearly, there he's not far away. Yeah. Um, yeah, he and he and other members of the what was it, I guess it's called the Winter Hill Gang um, reported like they removed victims' teeth after killing them to make it more difficult for the authorities to identify them. And again, her hands were cut off. Teeth had been removed, not all of her teeth, but like, you know, several. A significant enough of them that would be right. That hard it made to it difficult to do a dental that. record. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he was also known to frequent a popular gay bar in Provincetown called the Crown Anchor, and that was really close to where um, the lady was found. Huh. And by the way, I'm like, I'm not referring to her as the lady, like, isn't like a. Right. She doesn't have a name, and right. her she goes by. They call her the Lady of the Doom, so lady in this term is like. Yeah, it's not. Not being yeah, not trying to be like rude or anything. I mean, yeah, yeah, just so we're clear going forward, the lady is the name that um you're going with her as. Yeah. So um also a theory um it was kind of tied to this the the James uh, the Bulger theory was um theory from author Sandra Lee who wrote a novel based on this case, and she said that the Lady of the Dunes may have been a young woman who came to America from Ireland. And it's possible that Bulger, being an Irish-American himself, was grooming her to force her into, like, sex slavery. Mm. Um, Lee, Lee, the author, believes that Bulger, or one of his, like, many associates, um, had killed the woman in Boston around the 4th of July and then preserved her corpse in a freezer until they dumped it in the dunes. Mm -hmm. And it had been discovered three weeks later. I'm not sure where she's getting that. That information? Yeah, I don't know if that's... She found, like, you know, if there's she, more to, like, the yeah, police Yeah, she found some evidence or whatever. Or what? Or if that's just, she just decided. She's just saying, that's interesting. I'll speculate that. Right. I mean, or if that's something that maybe this gang did. I don't know. I don't know a lot about mobsters. They weird stuff. Right. Um, yeah. I try to stay away from them. Anyway. So there was a confession um, by a convicted murderer named Haddon Clark or Hayden Clark. I'm going to call it Haddon. Um, it doesn't matter. He's a murderer. Sorry. Um, but when you murder people, I don't think you really get the right to be mad if I say your name wrong. That's fair. Um, anyway, uh, Clark told his, told his soulmate that he had killed the woman known as Lady of the Dunes. Um, and at the time, he was already locked up for the murders of two other people. Um, but he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, so, you know, that could play a part in that as <laughs> far as claiming to have murdered somebody. And what he actually told his inmate was that his alternate personality, who went by the name of Kristen, killed the Lady of the Dunes. Okay. As well as um, nine-year-old Sarah Pryor in 1985, which is a case that I know I've heard of before. Um, so, uh, Clark, um, who, like, authorities do believe is a serial killer, was a suspect in a lot of other murders, 
Um, and he showed investigators where he allegedly buried some of his victims. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the officials from Massachusetts searched the places on Cape Cod. Cape Cod. Cape Cod. There we go. Sorry, I'm just butchering the names today. Words are hard. They are. Um, where he indicated that he had hid, like, his victims' bodies, but they did not find any evidence that actually supported these claims. So they haven't technically ruled him out for being the murderer, but they really doubt that he's actually involved in this one. Like, they do know he is a murderer, but they just don't think um, he's part of this one. And as we all know, murderers have this thing about claiming victims um, that are not theirs just because they get off on the whole notoriety of it. Well, yeah, like, there's a, docu- there's a documentary on Netflix about that. There's a guy who was the confession killer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it or didn't. I have not. Um, oh, I have it's... Not but... Oh, well, it's, it's good. Like, he claimed, he claimed to have murdered, like, over 200 people, but they can only tie him to two. Like, right, yeah. They just want to be, like, for whatever reason, that's their thing. Like, I mean, yeah. whatever reason makes you a murderer, I don't know. But, like, your thing is, like, yes. And you want to be as well known. You want to be, like, the best or well, whatever. In the documentary, know. like, one of the reasons he was doing this because like as long as he kept confessing like he was treated really well in that by too the i said that is another thing like because you get like all this stuff like you get extra whatever you get attention you get perks you get yeah, you whatever get sometimes you can try and get a better deal like well, oh no he get... didn't want a better deal but yeah. like okay, well some of them do but well no like yeah like in one interview like the guy that's holding him just like Ask him, so, what kind of flavor milkshake do you want? You're going to be confessed with some murders. What kind of milkshake do you want? Nice. Yeah. Milkshakes for murder. Okay. Dude, you're going to get strawberry like a weirdo, too. What's wrong with strawberry? <laughs> Sorry, I'm calling out all the people that prefer strawberry milkshake over a chocolate milkshake. I mean, sometimes. I'm calling out all those people. At least it's not an orange and chocolate milkshake. That's what DJ gets. Okay, um... My boyfriend's a weirdo. I, I don't want to tell you to break up with him, but you need to consider it. What kind of a monster? Orange sherbet and chocolate. What kind oh. of a monster? What kind of a monster, Rachel? I didn't repeat that a lot because I thought you'd hear me. I repeat that for effect. I got it. Well, like, so preferred is a candy cane and chocolate milk. That is my favorite. That is his Oh, he claims to really like that one, but they only have that during certain times of year. Well, that is like a that is like a minty chocolate. I'll, I'll right. allow it. But no, like through the rest of the year, it's orange sherbet and chocolate milk. See, there's one in my refrigerator right now. See, anyway. I just enjoy, I enjoy hot fudge shakes, which are just regular milkshakes. Never but had they, put, milkshakes, they just but... put hot fudge in a regular milkshake and mix oh, it up. Weird. Okay. Anyway, okay, I'm gonna wow. continue on about this. I'm the weird one. You're yeah. getting somebody who gets an orange chocolate milkshake. What's your point? I think you know my point. I do. Okay, continuing. Um, so next theory, and this is like my favorite theory. I think was she an escaped prisoner? Oh, I would have thought the the movie tying would have been your favorite one that you haven't got. You'll you'll see. Um, okay. Why? Um, so Lady of the Dunes is possibly Rory Jean Kessinger, a twenty five year old woman who was arrested during a drug raid in Pembroke. Massachusetts in 1974. Oh. Uh, a few weeks after she was arrested, she actually escaped from the Plymouth County House of Correction and just disappeared. Um, quite a few people suspect that she was murdered, likely by one of the, you know, the other criminal types that she was hanging out with. What? Um, criminal types do crime? Sometimes. Uh, she was known to associate with, like, a lot of drug dealers and stuff and other not-so-savory people, um... So, yeah. She actually ended up running away from home at 15, and she was known to rob banks, use drugs, and had five different aliases. Hmm. And she was 25 when she disappeared. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. Not, like, I'm not saying you should go out and do these things. It's just kind of, like, as, like, she basically started, like, as a teenager. Like, she was a very young, smart woman. Yeah. sad that... So, that's the avenue she went down. Yeah. Um, so it's possible that she just, like, made up a new identity to start over after she broke out of jail and just disappeared. People do disappear all the time, and they're not all dead. Just no, kidding. most of the time it's just they... They have disappeared. Somehow, I don't know how they do it. I couldn't, um, I don't think I could do it. But anyway, um, yeah, but there were a lot of similarities to the Lady of the Dunes and Kessinger, um, so that they actually thought that it might be her. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually they compared a DNA sample taken... From 
the Lady of the Dunes, um, and it was like compared to a sample from her mother, the um convict. Yeah, the convict's mom. And um, apparently it's like pretty shocking um to a lot of the officials, but it was not a match. Huh. So Kessinger is not the Lady of the Dunes. She may still very well have been murdered after she escaped from jail. Or she may. Or have. she just took off. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't know, that's she... kind of like my favorite theory though, like that she was this badass, like. Okay, I can see that one now. I see why you know, that would be your favorite. I don't know. I just, I think that one's kind of fascinating. Yeah. So there is a possible witness. Oh. Yeah. Um, she did not actually come forward until 1987. Ooh. Right. Um, which is a decade after the murder, or a little more than a decade. Um, the woman that came forward was actually in her early 20s when she came forward. So she was a teenager when this happened. Yeah. So so I can almost forgive you for not coming forward. Because early 20s, you were very young when this happened. I mean, yeah. If you saw it. Yeah, my thing is Um, the, the if part. Right. So this is what happened. She claimed that while visiting Provincetown, Massachusetts, approximately 15 years earlier, mm-hmm. which puts her at like, you know, barely if. I mean, if she's in her early 20s. Now she was. Okay. So she was even younger than a teacher. My yeah. Bad. She was, she was like that. a kid. Yeah. So she was a kid. Um, She said she saw her father strangle a woman. Um, because of this, the young woman lived in Canada at the time, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police actually passed this information along to Provincetown Police Chief and the Massachusetts State Police, but by the time the authorities in the U.S. actually learned about this, um, she had moved to Montreal, and then in 87, the investigators made efforts to locate her, but they couldn't find her, um, and they couldn't corroborate the information she provided. So there's a lot behind this that kind of bothers me. Um, you're probably not going to just make this up 15 years later and be like, yeah, my father killed someone and go to the police with it. Um, as an adult, it's probably something, like, if you saw that as a kid, you probably, obviously you wouldn't say it. Most children would not say anything at the time. I mean, a lot of kids wouldn't. Like, you either suppress it or you're too afraid. I mean, if you just saw your dad kill somebody, are you really going to be like, well, I mean, I would think you you wouldn't report to the cops, but you'd. Like, probably tell your mom. Well, we don't know the situation. I mean, we don't. Maybe she didn't have that. I don't know. I just... But then also, like... She saw her father struggle someone, according to her. So, that does not necessarily mean it was that person. Um, Right. Unfortunately, it was probably someone else that... Like the mom. Right. Like, she saw someone. You just don't know. I don't know. I just... It's an interesting one. And But also, um, and the thing is, course, it could have just been a dream that she had. Right, I don't know. Long ago. Um, but yeah. So and then there's another one, um, not a witness, but in 1987, uh, again, why I don't know why everything's coming out in 1987, but I, I don't either. Um, law enforcement received a phone call from a Maryland woman who thought that the lady in the dunes might be her sister who went missing in 1974. Um, according to this woman, she lost touch with her sister after she relo- relocated to Boston that year. Um, and then, like, she had, like I said, she hadn't seen her sister since 1974, and her missing sibling, like the Lady of the Dunes, had auburn hair, but, I mean, yeah, that's about really all they got. Um, they did ask her to send, like, the dental records for comparison, but, like, it's kind of unclear if she ever actually complied with his request, and clearly, if it was, like, if she did, like, it wasn't a match, or, like, they never... It's still open. Like, we, they yeah. still know who she is. Yeah. Or who killed her. Um, so, then the last part of this is the movie connection. Um, so, there's a connection to Jaws, the movie. Obviously, because, like, this took place where they, like, in the same area that they filmed the movie. So. Yeah. But that's not, like, the big thing here. So, ghost story writer Joe Hill, son of novelist Stephen King. Um has actually been exploring the theory that the Lady of the Dunes is in the movie Jaws, like, as an extra, Mm -hmm. since 2015. He believes that he actually spotted her, like, for a second in the crowd um, scene about, like, 54 minutes into the movie. Okay. Um, He's actually quoted in U.S. Today, like, in an interview saying, she swims at you out of the crowd 
You'd hardly notice her if you watched it on TV, but it's different if all the actors are 10 feet high. So, like, I'm guessing he's talking about, like, on the big screen. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for... I don't know. Uh, and then his theory actually, like, went viral due to a, um, in part, like, because of this podcast series that, um... Was about covering. the making of Jaws. Yeah. Called, called Wonderies Inside Jaws. Um, that was created by Mark Ramsey. Um, and so I do like that. I think that that's part of the reason I like that case. Yeah. Um, it's just that, like, I mean, I haven't actually watched Jaws to see if I could find some tiny little lady in the screen swings. I don't really know what she looks like. Um, she's got brown hair. Um, but. Apparently she would look like that, sort of. Right. For people who, my bad. I I have looked at the picture. I just, like, I don't know that I would actually be able to pick her out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost feel like he's reaching a little bit. Yeah, I don't know why all of us, like, why that theory came up. I didn't really research that much into his whole little yeah theory about it. Um, but I just think that case is really fascinating, just because again, kind of like yours though, like it's very violent. It's very it's yeah, it's very it's vi- very almost like personal on a certain yeah. level. Like yeah, that this one feels a lot more personal than mine. Right, did. I mean, like you removed her hands and her teeth. Like it was a very vicious attack. Like yeah. You bashed her head until you killed her, but then you also strangled her almost to the point of decapitation. Like, that is just yeah, a that's, lot that's of intense. rage right there. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. And then posing the body after the fact. Like, that's yeah. just weird. Like, in a very popular place. Like, on a beach town. Like, oh, I'm just hanging out on the beach. Yeah. But, like, you clearly... I don't know. That's just... Well, the I mean, whole I, thing I, is very bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I guess... I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, I feel like where he put her, like... Clearly, that was supposed to like get somebody to notice that he did this, but right. And I don't. Even, but like, yeah. I also think it's that part of that is like the shock value. Oh, of definitely it, for sure. But and I was like, I did a lot more research that I didn't really talk about on here because it just didn't seem to. I don't know if it was really relevant or not. Yeah. So much, but like, I thought there was like one case that seemed almost kind of similar. But not enough to like really be tied to it. Yeah. So I feel like something like that though, it would almost be like a serial killer, if it wasn't personal. Yeah, if it wasn't personal, it's just some rando dude who's like, I like killing people and I like doing it this way. Then because mm-hmm. a lot of times, like when it's like the posing of bodies and stuff, that's more like the serial. That's killer more. That's, thing. that's like a ritual. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ritual. Like you want a certain, but I don't know. Maybe and maybe like I just missed it in the research. But I don't, I've never heard of, like, I've heard of Lady of the Dudes. I've never heard of, like, a bunch of other murders that were like that. That were similar to it. Yeah. And if there had been, I think they would have been linked to it by now. Right, exactly. Yeah. Had enough time. I don't know. But, yeah, that one really bothers me because, like, we don't know. Yeah. And then you're never going to know, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, she's probably never going to be identified either. Yeah. Because um, she was so young. I mean, she could have family out there somewhere that's still looking for her. And maybe one day they'll be, like. Maybe one day they'll have a answer of where they went but yeah i mean because someone's got to be that's that's what really bothers me about like unidentified victims more than like cold cases really bother me because cold cases bother me but what really bothers me is the unidentified victims in them that are often the case that's part of why a lot of cold cases are cold it's because you can't identify the victim victim. and like that just bothers me because somebody somewhere is looking for them yeah i mean maybe that original person has passed on but like there's still family members that were like you know, they still want to know. Yeah. And they're never going to know. Yeah. Which is, just, that part makes me really sad. But that's why I think it's important to talk about it, too. Mm-hmm. Because, like, one day, yeah, somewhere, somewhere, someone's going to be like, oh, you know, I my aunt or grandma or great aunt, whatever, they had a friend or yeah. something obscure or his, my uncle's, my grandfather's first girlfriend disappeared. Or, yeah, my neighbor's. Or, yeah, my neighbor's. Cousin. Cousin, you know, went missing in this area and whatever. She had that color hair. I mean, she went missing this time of year. You know, and it, like, somehow. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That is weird. Yeah. I like that we both chose, um... Unsolved. Unsolved. Beach murders. Yeah, so, in uh, the beach is, like, my favorite place to go, but maybe not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love the beach, but, um, You'll probably still love it. I still do. I still plan to go. Yeah. I don't plan to get murdered. Um, That's smart. I mean, does anybody, but... No, I don't think so. I don't plan to murder anybody, and I don't plan to get murdered. Yeah. Smart. So, good plans. Yeah. Anyway. So, hopefully, um, if you are going to... Well, ooh. 
I was going to say, hopefully if you're going to the beach for your spring break, but, um... Well, if you decided to go to, if you're looking for a fun beach to go to, Cape Cod or Wanda Beach in Australia, if you have international plans. Maybe try Florida. Don't try Florida. Okay, never mind. There's a Honda thing in Florida, but I didn't find a lot of, well, there's a lot of murder in Florida, too. I lied. Don't, don't listen to me. Yeah, there's a lot of murder in Florida. <laughs> I was just more, I was more saying no to that because that's where the MTV spring breaks used to always happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, well that's, that's... I only watch Catfish. They don't tell me what MTV Spring Break is. Oh, well, just in movies in general, that Spring Break is a big popular destination. Well, of course it is, but I prefer North Carolina myself. I love North Carolina. South Carolina, I love the beaches in the Carolinas. Oh, uh, I was thinking of going up in the mountains and just having, being out in the woods. And I mean, no, yeah, but if I'm going to a beach. Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, for me, it'd be... It'd be a woods and hiking thing. It wouldn't be a beach thing. Honestly, I'm probably not going to the beaches in Australia. I want to go to Australia still. But, like, they got some big sharks. They do. And crocodiles. And death the jellyfish. Yeah. And stingrays. I don't care about stingrays. I can get those everywhere. R.I.P. Steve. R.I.P. Well, yes. But, I mean, I've got 12 stingrays. That was a freak accident. (laughs) They weren't trying to kill him. No, I know. I know. There were sharks, though. You know, have you watched, like, the survey competitions where, like, all of a sudden there's, like, a shark right there, and then we have to call I cannot say I've watched the surfing competition. Okay. Oh, man, I like, that was fun to watch in Hawaii. Um, I mean, maybe, like, in person there'd be something I could watch. Where would you go? Hawaii! Like, in person I could probably yeah, watch Yeah, we were watching them, but, like, but, like I don't think I could do it, like, on TV. Yeah, not, I mean, I watched a little bit on TV. It was pretty cool to see in person, though, too. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see a lot of it, but, like, yeah. Go to Hawaii now. Okay. Tomorrow. We could get a cheap flight. We could. We would. <laughs> we can get really cheap flights right now. <laughs> we would. Yeah. <laughs> we could also probably effectively practice social se- social, yeah, social separation. What is social separation? It's so it's what you're told to practice now with the whole corona. Oh. Basically, you're not supposed to be like closer than six feet, so we're violating that rule. Oh. But we're also, like... To anybody? Yeah. At all? Yeah. Oh, how sad. Yeah. That's lonely. Well, I mean, Corona's also making it so you can't go to concerts. Yeah, but, like, I want to sit closer than six feet to my boyfriend. Your dog doesn't want you to? I know he doesn't. Oh, (laughs) That's... Wait, so, like, if we go get something to eat, we can't sit six feet? I'm going to sit at this table. You sit over there. Yeah, we'll just sit two tables away just shout our conversation. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's all for today. All right. So, uh, I think we got one more. Yeah, we got... One more on. week in March, or... Yeah, one more March. week in March, and then we'll be done with our spring break series. All right. And we'll be on to something else. I'm not sure what yet, but we'll figure that out and get back to you guys. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. We might just keep it a surprise. We may. We might not have a new series coming up anytime soon. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know yet. We'll figure out what the plan is. Yeah. But, so, because we didn't mention this last time because I just slapped. You can find us on social media. Socials. Uh, At Grandma the Podcast. Just search it. You'll find it. Yeah, that covers the Facebooks, the Twitters. The Instas? Or is the Instas Grandma Tell Me a Scary? It's Grandma Tell Me a Scary. I mean, if you look up Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story the um, on the podcast on Facebook and Twitter, you will find us. Yep. Um, I do have one other thing I need to shout out because I forgot because I'm a slacker sometimes. Dude, come on now. Hold on, I gotta find it. Um, Be better. I have a musician to talk about for a second. Where is it? Do do. Hold on, do, just do, do something do, entertaining do, while do, I look for this. Do, 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 Let's see here. For sale and streaming on all major sites, including Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Pandora, and TikTok. Uh, I'm not even really sure how to use 
TikTok or what that is. Okay, but the album is I'd Give You My Heart, and the band is called One Queer Band. That is three words. Uh, one is like the number one, though, not mm-hmm. the word one. Um, also, music videos will be on you, the YouTube channel, One Queer Band. Um, so you should go check that out. Again, that is I'd Give You My Heart and One Queer Band. New album out. Um, it's a friend of mine. Really cool. Really cool kid. Not a kid. Gonna call him a kid. Okay. Um, what yeah. kind of music? So check that out. Um, I would call it a little more experimental, but okay. Um, it's pretty interesting. Okay. Very new artist. Um, just go check them out. Yeah. Give them a listen. Oh, and um, if you like us, you know, let us know. I guess. Yeah. You can say something. Say hi on Twitter or Facebook or. Wherever. Instagram. Or email us. Email us hello. Send me a picture of your dog. Yeah. I'll send you one. She'll send you a bunch. I was I have a lot of pictures of Floyd if you would like one or five or a hundred. Yeah. I can comply with just about anything. Yeah, any request. Mm-hmm. He um, has outfits, he has poses, he has jewelry. He has looks. He does have looks. Um his look right now is angry. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, also, if you have some stories you'd like to share with us, did anything happen to you? Ever like some creepy thing happened to you while you were out hiking or road tripping or on your spring break? I actually do have a creepy hiking story. Do you really? I do. Do you want to save it for next week? I can. Or do you want to do it now? It doesn't matter. So we're kind of at the end of the episode. Okay, I can do it later. I'm not going to forget it between now and next week. Okay, let's save it for next week. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Sounds good. All right, but yeah, if you have any creepy stories you'd like to share with us, grandmothepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can find us. Yep, yep. All right, is that everything? I think so. All right, have a great night. All right, bye. Breathe in, breathe out.